Thanks for listening to the Velocity Church Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Now here's the message. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read chapter 1 in its entirety, and then we're going to we're going to go through it and get the gleanings out of what God has here in his word. That, and let's just pray that he'll enlighten us this morning, that our eyes would just see some things, amen, that our spiritual understanding would be enlightened. Uh, Paul, he's, he's speaking to, and let me just say this before we reread this. This church at Ephesus started off with 12 people. If you look in the book of Acts chapter 19, Paul is in Ephesus he, he, he's, he sees some disciples, of Apollos disciples, and they're there, and he asks them the question. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were saved? And talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They said, we didn't even know there was such a Holy Spirit. He says, well, how were you saved? He says, through John's repentance. And he says, yes, John spoke of Jesus coming through repentance that way, but he says, if you believe on Jesus Christ... You know, that, that then the, he laid hands on him. He told him he laid hands on him and the Holy Spirit came upon him and, and they began prophesying. They began speaking in tongues. And this is that those 12 disciples that were there in Acts chapter 19. He's writing a letter to them right here. So out of 300,000 people, they said that were in Ephesus because it's a great port city. It was very, uh, very influential, very uh, rich city. There's 12 disciples that started the church at Ephesus. And God used Paul to speak one of these letters. Paul wrote 13 letters. And he always starts off this way. Is verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Not by the will of man, but by the will of God. To the saints. Turn to your neighbor and say, good morning, saint. Who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Say, in Christ Jesus. That's going to be important today. You're saints, did you know that? Not just us. You were a sinner saved by grace, but once you became born again, now you are saints. Look at yourself how God looks at you. He looks at you as saints. Verse 2 says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, past tense, blessed us with some spiritual blessings. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to an adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted by the beloved, accepted in the beloved. You know, that word beloved means love by, one loved by God. Isn't that good? You're loved by God. That'll help your self-esteem here this morning, right? Your spouse might not be loving on you right now, but God loves you. Amen? I'm not going to start a fight here this morning. Let's go forward. In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Slate's clean. According to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, 
according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. Everybody say, in him. You're going to see this. Apostle Paul said, in him, close to 180 times. In Christ, in him, in Christ, in him. The, the, the letters that he wrote, the 13 letters that he wrote, in him, in Christ. There's a reason for that. We'll get to that. That he might gather together one, all things in Christ, both words, heaven, which on earth, in him, in him, we are obtain an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of his glory. In him you're also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Verse 15, here's a prayer. Therefore, I also have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's what you want here today. Amen. You want your eyes to be enlightened. You want the spirit of revelation. You don't want just natural knowledge, right? You want supernatural knowledge. You want the spirit to be speaking to your spirit. Right? Deep things, speaking to you. That the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, Lord, may give you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what's the riches of his glory, of the inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Everybody say power. power. Man, God gives you dunamis power. Dynamite power. You know that? The same power, the same power that raised Jesus, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if he lives in you, will give power, will give life to your mortal bodies. Amen? Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and the power and might and dominion every name that's named not only in this age but that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. Did you know you're the body of Christ? Hmm? You're the body of Christ. You can't separate the head from the body. Where the head goes, the body ought to go. Hallelujah. Which is the body of him, fullness of him who fills all in all. Now, here this morning, I'm going to read some things to you that I jotted down here. Some, oh, benefits. How many of you know you got benefits of being a Christian? Huh? Benefits and privileges. And if you don't know your benefits, you'll live below your benefits. You'll be live below your privileges. You have benefits. Verse 3 says that we are blessed for success. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing. And for you to have success and fulfill God's will on this earth, God has already given it to you. It's in the spiritual realm. You just got to believe it in faith and grab a hold of it from the spiritual realm and walk it down here out in the physical realm. It takes that kind of faith. That's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You, you believe. You see it in the spiritual realm. You believe it. Your faith grabs a hold of that, and then you walk it out. 
down here on the earth. You walk it out. Verse 4 says that we are chosen by Him. Aren't you glad that you, God chose you? That you've been chosen by God? It says that Christ, Romans says that, you know, that, that Christ died for the ungodly. You know? That we had nothing to bring to the table. But God looked at us and He says, I want you. I want you. We're here because of Him. He chose us. You know, a lot of times we think, well, we chose God. Let me tell you what. We were so blinded. We were such an Adam that we didn't even know God. You just didn't roll out of bed and said, okay, I'm going to walk in righteousness today. It's because God chose you. God spoke to you. God sent a prophet. God sent somebody to speak into your life, to have revelation that you need to be saved, that you need a Lord and Savior, right? You don't just need a Savior, but you need a Lord and Savior. And not only that, he chose us, but we've been adopted by him. That's in verse 5. Been adopted into the family of God. Isn't that wonderful? As Gentiles, it was, first it was the, the kingdom of God was, was the bread for the sheep of Israel, but then expanded it to the Gentiles, and we've been grafted in. We've been adopted. Your children are the most high God. Amen. That's so encouraging. See, these 12 disciples that Paul was writing to, they didn't have a clue. They, didn't not, they were very baby as Christians. They were brand new believers. I, I encourage you, uh, that believers that are just born in Christ, to know who they are in Christ, to read Ephesians here. Paul's telling you the rights that you have, the benefits that you have, the authority that you have. We've been adopted in this family. Verse 6 says, we've been accepted by the Beloved. We're accepted and loved by God. God loves you. Do you know God loves you as much as he loves Jesus? First time I heard that, I read John chapter 17. There's the intercessory prayer. Jesus says, I and them, you and me, that the world may know that you love them, talking about us, as much as you love me. Jesus said that. When I heard that, I thought, man, Jesus is perfect. But we're hid in Christ. We have the same spirit that Jesus has inside of us. We've been born again. Then God looks at us holy and blameless. Isn't that wonderful? Verse 7 says, we have redemption and forgiveness of sins by his blood. He paid for it. Paid for your sin. We switched spots. We should have been on that cross. But Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin. We knew sin. We were sinful. We were in Adam. We should be on that cross. But he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. That's some love, right? You know what that means? You're right with God. You need to tell that to yourself here this morning. I am right with God. I'm not an enemy, no longer an enemy with God. I am right with God. I'm not separated from God. I am right with God. And we have forgiveness. Sins are totally forgiven. Verse 8 says, that he may know the mysteries of his will. See, God just didn't adopt you and say, okay, you know what? I adopted you, I accepted you, now go over and sit down and don't be in the way, all right? I'm going to do everything here from now on. No, he uses us to do his will. And he makes known the mysteries of his will so we can work out his will. 
Verse 13 says, we are seated until the day, we're sealed until the day of redemption. When you got born again, stamp, stamp of approval, you're sealed. You're sealed until the day of redemption. Hallelujah. And so we work out with those benefits and what we are, who we are in Christ Jesus, we work out, we walk in him. We walk and we can change and rearrange the world. Amen. How many of you know we can change cultures? How many of you know there's a culture in Brenham, Texas? How many of you know there's a culture in Houston, Texas? There's, there's ways and, and ways that people, and God wants to change the culture. He doesn't want the culture to change us. That's why it says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm going to give you something here today that I believe will set some of you free. If you walk in condemnation, if you walk in shame, if you walk in your past, and the devil's just been beating you up, I think the truth will set you free here this morning. I'm going to give you something here today. It's your, your identity. Because we read in all these scriptures right here, it says, in him, in him, in Christ, in Christ, in him, in Christ, in him. You are, your identity comes from Christ. When you are, listen, it's like this. When you, let's say this is you. When you are born, and anybody, any human being that's born today is born into sin. Because when Adam fell off the bridge in the garden, then we all entered, we're all born into sin. So let's say this is Adam, all right? So when you're born, this is you, you're in Adam. You have no hope, you're carnal, you're dead. You're dead spiritually. Now, when Adam and Eve, remember God says, if you eat of that fruit and disobey, you will surely die. And they ran over in the garden like, no, we're not. Look at us. But they were dead spiritually. Totally dead spiritually. And there's people today that are dead men walking. They're walking around. Why? Because they're still living because they're born in Adam. But there had to be a second Adam, which is Christ Jesus, who came, Right? to redeem us and rescue us for what the first Adam failed to do. And so what happens is when you get born again, you become a new creation. You're, you're a three-part being. You're, you're, you're spirit, soul, and body. The new creation, church, what is it? Is it your body? No. You can look at the Pastor Arthur and say, no. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's your soul? No, we have to transform our mind to help save our soul. Our souls are being saved, sanctification, right? But what takes place? What takes place? What's the miracle takes place? We become a new creation in Christ Jesus. So the old passes away from Adam, and we become new in Christ. Now, you're in him, right? Our identity comes because I'm in Christ. And wherever Christ goes, the head goes, the body should go, right? But how many know that sometimes as you get born again and you use it like fire insurance, and you're like, okay, I'm going to get saved, I'm going to get born again. And, 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 and you're, you're spiritually, you're here, but you're not using your spirit. You're still over here with Adam. Huh? You're a stranger of the covenant. You don't know your rights and privileges. You use, you're, you're a carnal Christian. And carnal Christian doesn't mean that you're just, you know, just, just, just something just horrible. It's just that you run by your emotions and you run by your thoughts and you run by your intellect. You run by natural things, you know. Uh, do I feel like coming to church today? No, I don't feel like it. So what do you do? You stay in Adam, right? 
We got we to gotta get, see, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. My residency could be Brenham, it could be Burton, it could be Somerville, it could be Kenny, it could be Hempstead, Washington County. But listen, my citizenship is in Christ Jesus. That's where your identity is at. And the devil is after your identity. Because if you don't know who you are in Christ, then you're going to stay in Adam. He wants to keep you in Adam. Did you know that? He wants to keep you over here so you don't have the mind of Christ. He wants to keep you over in here so you will make decisions based on your flesh. You'll let your flesh just call the shots in life. Here's the thing. You want to get out of Adam, right? Because that's, that's, that is really tragic, is to be born again in the kingdom of God and be still living like a sinner lost. And that's what you are if you're in Adam. God wants to get you in in Christ Jesus. You're in Christ Jesus. So when I'm in Christ Jesus, wherever he experiences, I experience this. Because where's this at? Where are we at? I'm in this Bible. So if I send this Bible down, you know, lay it on that table, where am I at? I'm over there with it. We are hooked up spiritually with Jesus Christ. We have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and lives down inside of us. And what happens, the devil will beat you up because he'll tell you about your past. And let me show you. Let me illustrate this. Let me make this practical. How many of you know we just read that you're the righteousness of God? You're made right. You're righteousness of God. Knowing that, and you're driving down in traffic one day, you're heading to Houston, and you know how that traffic is, and somebody cuts you off, and you look at him, you go, blankety, blank, 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 blank. You're number one, blankety, blank, 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 blank. And you're just going off. You know what the devil does? He comes to break condemnation. Because when you, you hear a message like this, says, I'm the righteousness of God. He goes, well, you're not the righteousness of God. Listen, you cussing like a sailor over here. But let me tell you what. Your identity, hear this. Your identity does not come from your behavior. It comes from Christ Jesus. Amen. Aren't you glad that your identity does not come from things that I do? It's not from my behavior. See, because if you think like that and you let the devil hoodwink you like that, then you'll think yourself weak. And you think, I'm just like that. I've had men come in here and say, Pastor Arthur, pardon my French, that's just who I am. I just cuss. I'm like, because you choose to do that. And you're justifying it by telling me that because you think you're, you're carnal. You're thinking carnal. You're still thinking like over here. I'm like, Adam. But you need to get over here, here in Christ. Now, here's what it is. That, if... <laughs> If I saw a brother over here, and I know they're saved and born again, and I walk into the store and they're just cussing up a storm, I know that's not them. That's not them. That's not them. You know what that is? That's just the residue of the old man. You know, when you see something like that happens in a, in a, in a brother or sister in Christ that you know, and they're having a weak moment and they're missing the mark, don't roll your eyes at them. Like you would do that. That's religion. And people are tired of religion, right? People are tired of religion. You got, like, you got to earn everything. And you act like you don't ever do anything wrong. You know, that you're the Bible answer man and you got everything going on right. In my life, if you need to know something, come see me. You know? That's religion. 
See, religion tries to earn everything. We don't earn. It's finished. We, we live by the finished works of Jesus Christ. We don't live by our religion, you know, by earning things. You know? I remember being in religious churches before, and they, they didn't know any better, you know. Knowledge has its increased, amen. I've been in where they're just, you know, like, well, you need, you know, you, you, I want a breakthrough on this. Well, you need to pray, okay. Well, you need to pray. And I go, okay, I still don't have a breakthrough. I've been praying. Well, what time have you been praying? Well, I've been praying at night. Oh, you need to pray in the morning. You need to pray at the third watch, third, three o'clock in the morning, okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm praying at three o'clock. I'm still not getting, you know, any breakthrough. Well, well, let's say, you know, did you, did you speak in tongues? You need to pray in tongues, all right? So three o'clock, you need to pray. Four o'clock, you need to pray in tongues. Well, come back, still didn't have breakthrough. Well, you know what you need to do? You need to fast. You need to fast. Okay. At three o'clock, you know, you need to pray. Then speak in tongues at four. And then five o'clock, we need you to have a fast, all right? And then you come back. So I did that. Still not getting any breakthrough. Still not getting any peace. And so, well, have you been giving it? No, I haven't been giving it. You know, well, there's a problem right there. It's always about earning. I remember a guy telling me, so I get up every morning at 5 o'clock and read the Bible. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing that. You know what happened? I would read one verse and fall asleep. <laughs> Wake up, feeling condemned, let down. You know, just, and just condemnation. So, see, the devil will come along, and you might have a weak moment, but that's not you. That's not you. Your identity is not in your behavior. Your identity is in Christ Jesus. And if you ever get a lot of that, it'll start changing your behavior. It'll start changing your behavior. You know why a lot of folks don't come to church today? It's because of the bad behavior. And they feel condemned. And they need to know we all miss the mark. That's why we need a Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. The religion will wear you out. Yeah. They, they, it's all about outward. You know, let, let me earn it. We don't earn anything. Jesus did it all. And because he did it all, then we're now made the righteousness of God. So the devil will come whisper and say to you, he says, no, you. See, that's what happened to Peter. Remember Peter? He said, I'll never leave you, Lord. I'll die for you. Jesus says, you'll, <laughs> before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me, right? The rooster. And he's, he's not one. You remember what happened? He denied the Lord to the point where he was cussing. And then it was after it was all over, he felt so bad that he said, you know what? I'm going fishing. You know why? He wanted to go back to the old man. See, he felt so bad because Peter thought I was, he was earning everything. It was religion. I'm earning it. I'll do it. I'll do it. No help from you, Lord. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand. Even though he was in Christ, he went back to the old man. He went back to Adam. And then God had to come along. Remember one day? Cooking fish on the side. We were talking about this the other day while we were fishing. I bet Jesus cooked some good fish. <laughs> Probably had no trouble with lighting the firewood. Fire! <laughs> but you know, Peter jumps in. And if you read that, they call him Simon. Because Simon was his old name. He went from Peter back to Simon. How many of you know we can do that? Oh, yeah. Huh? And Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? He calls him Simon, do you love me? He says, you know I love you, Lord. He says, feed my lambs. See, so he gives him a chance back. If you mess up, 
Don't run from God and say, I'm not coming back to church again because I feel condemned. Let the devil do that to you. Press into God. So that's not me. I'm born again. See, the devil's trying to get you to disagree with his word. He's trying to get you to, you say, I'm the righteousness of God. The devil says, no, you're not. You got a mouth. You got an attitude. See, you run around, you have unforgiveness. You say, that's not me. I need to let this go. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to be offended. I'm going to sit aside. See, Colossians, Paul says, take off the old man, Adam, and put on this new man, which is Christ Jesus. Lay aside bitterness, anger, malice. Lay all that aside. You do that and put on the new man, which is Christ Jesus. Let me show you something that's going to set you free right here. All right? Let's look at 1 John Chapter 4. Verse 7. Verse 7. Then we're going to do 17. See how the Lord works? Lord knows where he's going. Verse 7. Beloved. Everybody say, Beloved. Beloved. It's you, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, Beloved. Beloved. One who is loved by God. You know what it reminded me? Jesus reminded me last night. I was tired, boy, from fishing. And I thought, Lord, tomorrow morning, if you don't give me something here right now, hot off the griddle, I'm a tired boy. I'm just going to bow my head, and we're just going to have a moment of prayer. Let me show you how the devil's after your identity. Remember when Jesus was in the River Jordan? John the Baptist is there and baptizing him. He comes out of the water. The Holy Spirit comes down and ascends, down, descends like a dove upon him, right? Remember that? And they hear a voice out of heaven who says, This is my beloved, one who I love, son who I'm well pleased. This is my beloved what? Jesus, first time he heard that. That's when his ministry started. The anointing came upon him. He heard, I'm the son of God through God spoke an audible voice right there where everybody heard it. He's receiving his identity. This is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. Luke chapter 4, the Holy Spirit immediately takes Jesus. He's filled with the Spirit now. Since he's filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit came upon him. Holy Spirit Leads them into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days. And guess who's there? Old Satan. He goes, here's what he says. If you're the son of man, you see what he's done there? If you're the son of man, command these rocks, to, these stones to be made into bread. He's challenging, he's, he's getting Jesus to get his focus because he just heard. God the Father say, this is my beloved son. And the devil's like, see the devil, the last revelation you get, the devil's after it. Somebody's after it right now. The sower sows seeds, right? The sower sowing seed and some of it falls on the wayside and the devil comes along and tries to, like the birds, snatch it, tries to grab it from you, you know? You got to resist that devil and he'll flee. 
He says, if you're the son of man, he's challenging him. He's, he's trying to get him not to agree what he just heard. God the Father says, this is, you're my son. The devil says, if you are the son, you ought to be able to turn these rocks into bread. Prove yourself. You don't have to prove yourself to the devil when he comes along. With that. When he, if you have a mess up, you do sit there and say, blankety, blank, blank, blank. That's not you. You say, I'm the righteousness of God. I made my identity comes from Christ Jesus. It's not based on my performance. It's based on what he did on that cross. Beloved, let us one love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God. Born how? In the Spirit. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Let's, let's go down to 17 now. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Time of judgment, we're not going to be like wringing our hands because we know. We have been made the righteousness of God. We put our faith in him. Now catch this. Because as he is, so are we. Because as he is, so are we. Y'all catching it? Because as he is, so are we. Oh, yeah. When we, notice he didn't say heaven. He says where? In this world. Right now, in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. Let me make this practical for you. Let me know that you've been redeemed from sickness. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Became a curse for us, for curses the man who hangs on the tree. That the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, right? Part of the, part of the atonement on the cross, surely he bore our sickness and our pains. So the devil comes along and tries to put sickness on you. Says right here, as he is, so are we when we get to the sweet by and by. Right now. Let me ask you a question. Is Jesus sick? Is Jesus broke? Right. So as so as he is, so are we. That's truth. You say fact. Pastor Arthur, I'm sick. Now, how many of you know that facts can change? Amen. If you hold on to the truth, so when the devil, here's the deep thing about it. The devil's after your identity. He's saying, you're not like Jesus. You're not like him in this world because you're sick. He's after your identity. He said, no, 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 no. I'm going to call those things and be not as though they are. As he is, so am I. In this world. You ever get a hold of that? <laughs> it will change your life. Because then you begin resisting the devil. See right now. I saw some of your faith go up. When we said. As he is. So are we in this world. And I saw all your faith go up. But then when I said. You get sick. You're like. Because there's a battle. You know what the battle's after? It's after your soul. Because you make your choices right here. This is your will. 
This is what makes your choices. So the Spirit is after this. See, God says as we, <laughs> is this truth? So we all sit there and say, oh, this is truth. And the devil goes, no, you're broke. Jesus is not broke. You're broke. So you're not like him. He's after your identity. My identity is not in some outward reality. It's in him. I am like him. And it will change. See, that's how you resist the devil. He keeps coming along telling you things. You sit there and say, hey, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives down inside of me. I'm joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You know what that means? Whatever he has, I have. You tell that devil like that. And you, maybe your faith is up for three weeks and he just keeps trying to wear you down. But you keep saying, it is written. That's what Jesus said. It is written. You don't go by your outward reality because sometimes your outward reality don't line up with the promise. But that promise can change your outward reality. Huh? See, your identity is not in your past. It's not even what happened last night. See, you're, you're, there's no con for there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? And the devil keeps beating you up black and blue, condemning you because you fail. You miss the mark. And we're going to do that. But we have an advocate. Praise God. Jesus Christ. We have an advocate. That if we mess up, he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. Listen, folks, you don't lose your robe of righteousness. You always get, once you're born again, you're in the kingdom of God, you don't lose your robe. God's not up there writing your name in the Lamb's Book of Life and says, okay, give me the eraser. You're not going to lose your salvation based on your works, and you're not going to get your salvation based on your works. As he is. Woo, walk around with that today. Chew on that for a while. Let that swallow and get down inside of you. Let that be down in your well. And when the devil comes and wakes you up in the morning, you say, oh, you did this, you did this, and this was in your past. You're not. You sit there and say, devil, as he is, so am I. Thanks for listening today. To stay connected, visit us online at velocityburnham.org and follow us on Instagram. And if you're ever in the Burnham area, we'd love to have you visit us on a weekend. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon.